1: Daily sports talk show. Nuñez now. Watch the show statewide.
0: It's like 50 degrees outside, so I'm trying to tease myself that it's spring, and that's why I'm reorganizing, even just in the middle of the intro of this show. Welcome into my cluttered brain. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, my great friend Chris Redpath, our women's basketball big sky conference analyst in studio with me as we do each and every Thursday. Get the show kicked off with around the big sky in women's hoops. With Krista, do this the first hour of every Thursday, leading up to Boise. Crazy to think, Boise on the horizon. The Big Sky Tournament, about a month away. Ton to get to today. Of course, the ins and outs of the Women's League here for the first hour. We'll also talk heavily about the Men's League in the second hour. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, will swing by. We also have some analysis about one of the best games in the league this uh, evening on the men's side, the Montana State-Portland State game. Why is it such a good game? Well, these are the two hottest teams in the conference Tremendous The Portland State's won four in a row. Unbelievable that Montana State has won 14 out of their last 15, including nine straight. So the Bobcats flat rolling, probably the best, not probably, the best they've been in basketball for 20-plus years. It's been pretty much since Danny Sprinkle was a player that Montana State has had this sort of a start to the Big Sky Conference season. So we get you all set up for the action around the Big Sky, uh, both in men's and women's hoops. And we didn't get to it on Tuesday uh, because of just uh, scheduling Mishap, but our good friend Justin Engel from the University of Montana Business School, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. Justin will be here uh, during the five o'clock hour, about five o'clock actually, to kick off the second hour. And uh, he and I recorded down at his shop, Studio 49, there at the Gallagher Business Building, beautiful, uh, earlier today. Uh, mostly talking Olympics as well as uh, Super Bowl. And just in terms of the broadcasting, the broadcasting rights, the marketability of the athletes and some of the other ins and outs of the overlay of business and sports, particularly when it comes to endorsements as well as broadcasting. So that'll be about 5 o'clock. Very much look forward to that. The men's teams for the uh, Big Sky Conference schools here in Montana are home. So the Grizz host Northern Arizona tonight. Montana State once again hosts Portland State The Lady Grizz are in Flagstaff at NAU, and then Montana State was supposed to be at Portland State, but poor Portland State. They have uh, not won a conference game yet this year. Now they got COVID popping up in their program, and so they uh, were not able to make that happen. Montana State, though, was able to parlay and make the trip down to southern Utah, so sort of musical scheduling, musical chairs, as it were, uh, here in the Big Sky Conference. So those are your Montana games for the evening. I'm going to have my eye on both the men's games tonight because I have a lot of uh, analysis. Because Northern Arizona, they sort of match up with Montana as well as anybody in the league, even though NAU's men is, are only four and eight so far this season. And on the uh, Montana State side of things, Bobcats have never been this hot in my 15 years covering the team. So it um, should be a fun one in Bozeman tonight. Nuanas now can always be streamed from our station website, 1029espn.com. You can also always stream us on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tommy and Andrew, and the boys, got it up and running. Got the ticker going. Got all the graphics on there. Looks sweet. Looks beautiful. You want to be a part of the show? We got some stuff for you. We have uh, a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warren's Market. I was in there earlier today picking up some wine. Awesome. But we got some beer and a sandwich for you. So stay tuned for that in hour number two like we do each and every Thursday. And if you want to get a hold of us in any form or fashion, 406 888-1029, Eight 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 one zero two nine. that's 888-1029, and all guests today throughout the show in any form or fashion will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and of course we are broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Krista, thank you so much for being here, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Coulter.
0: First and foremost, the news of the day, we can't, uh, we can't bury it because we are going to be talking hoops, and this was, uh, this was one of those ones that the NBA does better than anybody the blockbuster exists in the NBA more than any other professional sport, and when superstar gets traded for superstar, you it. It uh, people on the internet these days seem to have meltdowns all over the place, but it always cues up. It's it's always orchestrating the choir, so to speak. And today, perhaps two of the most maligned stars in the NBA traded for one another with uh, some auxiliary pieces. But James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets traded to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons. Do you have any thoughts on this? Because I know you and I talked when James Harden first got to the Nets, we didn't think it was going to work. Thus far, the Nets are very good this year, but it's been uh, with James Harden playing fleetingly. Our take has been largely right that there's not enough balls to go around for Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. But what do you think of now Ben Simmons coming out of his self-enforced pseudo-retirement this year and uh, heading to Brooklyn?
2: That's an interesting trade. I'm not a fan of either player. I'm Boston either. Celtics, so I'm I don't really either. don't really have a ton to say, Colter, but th- <laughs> that is interesting. That is an interesting trade. It
0: is a very interesting trade. I do think that uh, for all of Ben Simmons' um, shooting deficiencies, we'll say, and um, for all the heat that he's taken the last year, and justifiably so, I mean, you can't just sign a contract like that and just straight up not show up for work. It's actually precedent setting that he's just been eating million at a time of this non-paid paycheck. It's crazy that it's even possible for that to happen. But regardless, the thing is about Ben Simmons that's overshadowed by some of his flaws is that he's probably and likely the best perimeter defender in the league. You pair that with a guy like Kevin Durant who, when he wants to, can be a great defensive player and is also, by the way, the best scorer in the game right now. Pretty mean combo. How James Harden and Joel Embiid fit together, I'm not so sure. If I'm Joel Embiid and I'm in the middle of an MVP candidate uh, type year and I get a guy traded on my team that's going to need the ball in his hands on like every possession, is going to shoot the ball 30 times a game, I probably wouldn't be that happy.
2: I know, Coulter. I need to make the transition over to the NBA. I'm still all college hoops. Oh, totally. And then I'm still suffering from... Just a little bit of a letdown after football. I'm going to let the Super Bowl go, but being the 49er I am, I'm putting all that stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Got to move over to my Celtics Speaking here. of
0: that, no, we talked about Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo last week and uh, his sort of uh, premonition or, I guess, prediction. that he, he gave sort of a farewell speech, even though he's not officially yet done with the 49ers, but then Tom Brady retired. And now the pundits, and this is just fun speculation. I don't actually think this is going to happen. I actually would be shocked if it did. But they're all saying, well, what if Jimmy G gets traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the rights to Tom Brady? And then the Niners have him, and then they can bring him out of retirement if he decides to do that. That's silly, right?
2: Right. It, it is silly, but there have been crazier <laughs> scenarios. And I, I would not like to see that happen.
0: I just can't. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't like Tom Brady on the 49ers. No, I,
2: I would not want to go you, down that path. You're, he's, re- you're he's ready. Got, I'm ready to move on. You're
0: ready for the Trey Lance era?
2: I am. We'll see. that The jury's still out there, too, Coulter. But Tom Brady is just not someone that I would want in our, our mix. He has his own success away from our organization. And, no, not a fan.
0: Very interesting. Well, good. Well, I, I got into a um, little argument on Twitter today. Or not even an argument. I was, uh, I was ranting about something on Twitter today. And we'll get into that in the second hour. But it made me think of you because I was talking about great uh, third and fourth round draft picks. And uh, Joe Montana, once upon a time, was a third-round draft pick. So, uh, pretty cool. Um, we'll get to that in, in hour number two. This week in Big Sky Basketball, excuse me, this week's Around the Big Sky Basketball. I'm just all over the place today. You already know what it's called. You've been memorizing the show for the last two months. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Crystal Path this week is brought to us by Laird Crowley, attorney at law. At Laird Crowley. professionalism and excellence are the guiding principles. The attorneys at law know clients deserve the very best, and the firm makes sure that they get it done every single day. They're proud to represent individuals and businesses across this great state as well as federal courts of Montana, Idaho, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Colorado. Visit LairdCowley.com. That's lard dot com or call 541-7400. That's 406-541-7400 today. One last note on the larger world of basketball. Kelsen Blevins, who's famously the cousin of Damian Lillard and a former Montana State Bobcat. He's a good player at Montana State, but he's sort of the, the third guy there at MSU behind Tyler Hall and Harold Frey, who both, by the way, making money playing basketball. So they're both pros. But Kelson Blevins, because he's famously Damian Lillard's cousin, got himself a spot on the inactive portion of the roster for the Portland Trail Blazers. Well, the last two weeks, the Blazers decided they're going to try to tank, and Blevins moved his way onto the active roster. Well, last night, he had a couple threes and scored eight points against the Los Angeles Lakers. Cool for him. I, I love Kelvin Blevins covering him. He's a great dude. Uh, but I just was sitting there thinking, this is so crazy that this guy is scoring multiple buckets in an NBA game. And, and again, I'm not taking anything away from him. It's awesome that he did this. But like before, guys like Michael Ogine and Ahmad Rory and Tyler Hall and Harold Frey, a bunch of guys that are making money playing ball. But uh, Kelser Blevins, an unlikely outburst last night in the NBA.
2: Relationships and a little bit of luck, Coulter. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. Well, we'll start this around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with the hottest team in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, right now, that's actually an interchangeable title for the two teams at Montana State. Unbelievably impressive in 2022, specifically since the calendar turned, what MSU basketball has been able to do. Danny Sprinkle's squad is on a nine-game winning streak. Trisha Benford's squad is on an eight-game winning streak. These two teams, 17-0 since New Year's Day. Unbelievable, but the Bobcat women, they've gotten this thing done eight wins in the span of 19 days, less than three weeks. They had five and ten and then sort of got back on their same rhythm, but they did have a Monday game thrown in there. But MSU... Eight in a row. So just your general thoughts on the Bobcats, because this was a team we were sort of uncertain about a month ago. My, how much it can change in the span of one month. My, how much they've improved.
2: They really have improved. I think Coach Binford has really relied on her depth. Coulter. that's been a conversation that we've had on and off for the last month. But I think you're going to see that even more. Ashley Van Sickle, Taylor Jansen, Lexi Deaton, Madison Jackson coming off the bench and giving them that depth and those added minutes. And they're able to rely on their veteran leaders. And I think that's what you're seeing with this Montana State team.
0: I think Madison Jackson in particular can be a real X factor in this league. She is really, really athletic. She can play so many different roles and... Part of her coming off the bench is by happenstance because she's battled a lot of different uh, things, whether it's injury or illness over the last couple of years. But her being back, I mean, that's big for Montana State. She's
2: an active defender. So she gets after it on the defensive end. And I think Coach Binford likes to see that all-out ruthless, get after it on defense. Um, and she will create things on the offensive end by her defensive play.
0: And she also can guard multiple positions as well, right? I mean, so it gives you a lot of flexibility in your bench as well. I think that's also such a huge advantage for Montana State is that they have so many position position versatile players, right? Because they have a lot of, of players that can play 2-4 2-4 through four or even 2-5 through five depending on which lineup they have on the floor.
2: For sure. I, th- I think that they do have some range there in terms of who they play. I really liked their game against Idaho how they really out-rebounded the basketball and that's been something. They out-rebounded Idaho and second chance opportunities for this Montana State team are really big as well, Coulter. They're a team that likes to look for that second shot and if they can get that second shot, they're patient enough to find a good shot and that's been uh, also a key for Montana State.
0: The eighth straight Victory did come on Monday against Idaho, and it looked like uh, for the first three quarters that maybe Montana State had hit a speed bump and maybe they were finally out of gas after playing so many games in so many days. They were down 12 points entering the fourth quarter, and then not so fast. They completely dominated the fourth quarter, one of the most dominant fourth quarters we've seen in the league so far this year. They won the frame 28 to seven. Darian White absolutely carried the day down the stretch, and. Montana State wins going away, 96-84. to That could have been a huge win for Idaho if they could have got that thing done, but uh, what a finish by Montana State, particularly on Monday.
2: Well, and what I saw from that game, too, is just big offensive numbers for both teams. So, Allison Kirby had a really big game. So did Beyonce B, Sidney Gandy, um, Louise Forsyth. A couple other players that we haven't necessarily seen have consistently great games um, stepped up for Idaho, and I think that's been the inconsistency that Coach Newley has struggled with this year and why we've seen Idaho more in the lower half of the standings never can rule them out um, but I think both teams just really showed up and and made some shots Montana State dominated that fourth quarter just like you said I don't think you can even find a person that could have a stat line better than Darian White men or women
3: um, oh, no doubt. right
2: now for the minute she's playing I mean we're gonna have to talk about Liliana Chulman who is leading the conference she also co-player of the week with Darian but for the minutes played Darian White is playing exceptional basketball.
0: Well, she's playing exceptional basketball. And the thing is, she got off to a, a slow start in terms of her shooting splits this year. So her, her splits are a little bit skewed because she she struggled shooting the ball a little bit at the gates. We look at the conference statistics too. Tillman's a great player. She's a very explosive scorer, but she's way more of a volume scorer than Darian White as well. That's what's so impressive to me is that Darian White can be one of the best scorers in the league, even though she's not a scorer, she's a point guard.
2: Well, and I will say that Tillman takes... Probably twelve to fourteen more shots a game than Darian. That's exactly right. So that's that's Sac State's game plan. That's Coach Campbell. He's going to go with her, and that's going to be the person that's going to score for Montana State. That is not Coach Benford's style to put the ball in one person's hands and have them shoot every time. It's just not her style.
0: Absolutely. I, I would I would liken it in an NBA analogy to that. Uh, Tillman is is like an Allen Iverson. She's going at you. She's very tough, uh, but she is she's going to take a lot of shots uh, to get to her twenty points. She's going to take twenty shots. Darian White. She's I'm trying to think of who I would compare her to from an old-school NBA perspective. Maybe a Gary Payton because she can score while still being a facilitator and she's also such an oddball defender. I don't want to hyperbolize Darian White too much, but I actually think in proportion to her peers, though, she's better than Gary Payton was in proportion to his peers. As crazy as that sounds, Gary Payton was a Hall of Famer, but Darian White is, she is the cream of the crop in the Big Sky Conference right now. She's an
2: impactful player. She also disrupts all parts of the game, so she makes it really difficult um, to to get into your offense. She's great on the defensive end, taking away that entry-level pass and just making it hard for teams to get into any kind of offensive rhythm.
0: I was thinking about this the other day, too. Because Troy Anderson has been uh, receiving so many uh, platitudes and, and recognition just from football pundits and analysts the last couple weeks for his outstanding performance at the Senior Bowl. And now he's been invited to the NFL Combine, the reigning Big Side Conference defensive MVP, if you don't know who I'm talking about, from Dillon, Montana. But I also found it fascinating that... Uh, Darren White and Troy Anderson were on campus at the same time for a couple years in a row. because I mean, Darren White's a very special player. She, she is one of the best that's ever that's played at Montana State. And Troy Anderson's absolutely one of the best that's played at Montana State, too. So to have those two at the same time, I think that there's an element of coincidence to it, but there's also just an element to it shows you the institutional momentum Montana State has built as a university. I mean, they are attracting some of the best of the best from the region, academically and athletics uh, and athletically. So pretty cool for Montana State people that they've gotten to monitor uh, and follow both of those athletes at the same time.
2: For sure. Definitely stellar players.
0: Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with the Crystal Redpath. Here on Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. We are about a month out from Boise, the Big Sky Tournament in Boise, Idaho, the second week of March. Downtown right there at the arena uh, in the Grove Hotel. Very excited for it. We'll be there. The whole crew, Skyline Sports MT, will be there. Uh, Crystal will be there doing the color commentary on the call with uh, our great friend, Jenny Kavanaugh. And um, we are going to send two of you there as well. We have a pair of passes to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. All you have to do is text and or tweet us, Big Sky in Boise, or anything having to do with the tournament whatsoever we will get you there. At 1029ESPN on Twitter, or at Crystal Redpath, or at Skyline Sports MT, or you can also text us, Big Sky in Boise, to 406- That's 406-888-1029 Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week Presented by Laird and Cowley Attorneys at Law Crystal, let's talk about the Lady Grizz Uh, An interesting weekend to analyze for Montana last week They did have three games as well They played Weber State and Idaho State at home And then went to Southern Utah on the road we're going to get to Weber state in a minute. Cause I'm actually very impressed with Weber state. I think that they have way more talent than what their record is. And I think that their start was indicative to how dangerous they could be, but we'll table that for a minute. But Montana wins on a buzzer beater on Thursday night. Then they hang tough with the defending big sky champions. But, uh, I know they had full control of the game down the stretch, uh, on Saturday night and the lady Grizz lose to Idaho state. And then they bounce back on a tough road trip to Southern Utah. And, uh, probably hand the T-Birds their most eye-opening loss and one of the better road wins of the season for the Lady Grizz. So what did you think of the Lady Grizz performance last weekend?
2: Well, I think it's interesting that we're talking about three games instead of two, right? Because we have all these makeup games, and so it's also like Mondays are in the mix. So right, you're totally. talking about three games and you're looking at trends and seeing how they're doing. I was impressed with the Weber State win. I think that you're exactly right with Weber State. They have some weapons, and we will talk about those weapons later on in the show. But specifically pertaining to the Lady Grizz, how about that shot by Sophia Styles? I mean, she comes totally. down, you know, hits a jumper, I thought maybe Carl Scholzinger was gonna call a timeout. He doesn't. He lets the ball flow in Sophia's hand and I mean, fun for a crowd. Two thousand two hundred fans at Dahlberg Arena. It was loud in there. You and I were both there sitting right across from the Lady Grizz and it was a it was a good environment in Dahlberg Arena.
0: It was for sure. And a win is a win is a win is a win. And that's the thing I'll start with. Yet, we're here to analyze for you. And I also thought it was a very interesting result because Montana had full control of that game against Weber for for a portion of time. Then Weber dominated that game. They went on a 24-2 to run, and they had full control of the game late in the third quarter. Then, the Lady Grizz turned it around. And one of the things that has been the uh, an Achilles heel for the Montana women's basketball team has been when they encounter adversity. The basketball is a game of runs. You're always going to have ups and downs, but sometimes they'll encounter adversity and they'll sort of have a meltdown and make it worse and then have too big of a hole to dig themselves out of. I thought that was going to be the case because we've seen it so often these last couple years, they stopped the bleeding. They actually punctuated the run. Sammy Facken and Abby Anderson, both had great steals leading to layups in transition, but then it comes down to the wire again. And, a great shot by Sophia Styles to be sure. But then I was wondering, how much of a hangover does this create for Saturday? I don't know if it had any impact at all, though, because I did think Montana did their best on Saturday. But what did you think of just their, their ability to bounce back? Because a lot of times if you win in that fashion, sort of uh, scratching and clawing to get there, and then you hit a buzzer beater to win, sometimes you can uh, have a little... Uh, Leftover the next time you're, you are well, take and the court. And
2: it, you're, you nail it there, Coulter, with that, because I did look at the next game thinking Idaho State's a load. They get yep. no reprieve. Yep. So they have this emotional high against Weber State. The one thing I will go back and talk about that game, the Lady Grizz really took care of the ball, only five turnovers for the game. Yep. And so there there was something that was really great. I mean, the fans are involved. The Lady Grizz are taking care of the ball, but they did get out-rebounded, Coulter. So that's something if you're you're a little nervous going into Idaho State, because they get after it on the glass, and they have seven players, I think, as far as I'm concerned, where they have no drop-off at all. And all of them can rebound the basketball. So I think if you're Coach Hulsinger, you needed to really think about that. Idaho State is just tough. They are tough. Coulter I think, and I did have a conversation with Coach Sobolewski. We texted back and forth. I think that's the best defensive effort Idaho State's had all year in that second half against the Lady Grizz. <clears throat> Lockdown. Lockdown defense. Lockdown
0: defense, and they also just have so many weapons offensively. They're such a pleasant team to watch because they're so veteran that they can run so many different sets and actions. One of the central themes of covering basketball throughout my career and studying it and reading about it and all of that is just how hard it is to win a second straight championship. It's never as easy as it seems even if you have everybody back. And this Idaho State team reminds me so much of the Montana men's basketball team that was the defending Big Sky champs when Ahmad Rory and Michael Ogine and Bobby Moorhead and Jamara Coe and all those guys were returning. And they had had the same starting lineup and they had won 28 games and they bring it back. And uh, those guys still went 16-4 in league play, but it didn't look nearly as easy. And part of it has nothing to do with the actual team. It has to do with everybody else because they know you're the defending champs. Everybody knows you. They're familiar with you. And so Idaho State hasn't looked nearly as dominant at times this year, but they look just like a champion. And I thought that's exactly what they looked like the last four to six minutes against Montana.
2: Well, and their game plan against Montana as well was to take away the inside game. I really think they wanted to try to get Montana to earn those outside shots. And Carmen G. Feller and Abby Anderson combined for just 14 shots for Montana. That's not a good look for them. Uh, that's not good inside-out basketball, and that's going to have a, a, a lasting effects on the game.
0: Well, especially considering that that is Montana's um, systematic advantage against most of the teams that they will play. They, they need to be built from the inside-out because even their guards need to score at the rim as well. Sophia Stiles and Sammy Facken are both great penetrators as well. But you got to play in the half court through G. Feller and Anderson.
2: Right, and Anderson got to the line twice. Carmen G. Feller, not at all. So when you take a look at some of those numbers, I think Idaho State really executed their game plan. And again, that's championship-style basketball when you can step up and execute in that fashion.
0: That's the number one uh, analysis I would have of the Lady Grizz's offensive uh, scheme right now. Carmen G. Filler, when she's on, when she's catching the ball in the flow of the game, she is definitely one of the best scorers in the Big Sky Conference. She disappears at times. And I think part of that, though, is not her fault. I would make a much more concerted effort to get her the ball way more often. Like you were just saying, the free throw attempts. They got to figure out a way to get her the ball in the post, get her to the free throw line, get her going. I just think that I know that they want to be balanced and scoring and everything like that, but I just think that she's. She's one of the premier scorers in the league. I think that she should get more touches, more opportunities. They can't let her disappear.
2: Well, I like the concept of inside-out basketball, and I think good things do happen when the ball flows through her hands. And oftentimes there's this misconception that once the ball goes in, it's never coming back out. But Carmen takes care of the ball. Both Carmen G. Feller and Abby Anderson take care of the ball, and that inside-out just creates better offense for the Lady Grizz.
0: No shame in losing them to the defending Big Sky champions, yet this is the dichotomy of Lady Grizz basketball right now. Around the Big Sky women's hoops across the red path, here on Nuon is now ESPN Radio. And I've talked about this for the last couple of years. The shadow that looms, the history that's been built, all of the success and hardly ever even a blip of failure for four straight decades, it looms over everything that happens in the Lady Grizz program, and it has ever since Robin Selvig stepped away. And so we're going to hear just a quote from Brian Holsinger following the Idaho State game. And again, they just lost to the Big Sky champions. They're a team that has been trying to get back towards the top of the league but has been a middle-of-the-road program for the last five years in the Big Sky Conference. Yet it still is striking to me, and I'm sure for you, somebody that played during uh, the heyday of the Robin Selvig era, to hear questions and things about baby steps. So here's a question from Bill Speltz of the Missoulian to Brian Holsinger, and then we shall analyze.
1: It's baby steps with this program. And like you said, baby steps. And talking with Iowa State coach, Steen, he he says you're an improved team this year. It's uh, just a matter of getting one of these signature wins over a a top front runner in the conference. Are you getting closer, do you feel like? I think every time you lose to a team like this, you learn something. Uh, Tonight, we had, you know... A good championship culture doesn't have selfishness, and we had some selfishness creep in tonight. Honestly, um, on our bench, there were some selfish things, and you know, people are down on themselves. That doesn't work. To win championships, you got to be together. And so I told them, I'm like, that's growth. You can't. We gotta. We have to have be a team that fights against them together. Can't be. There, there can't be some weird stuff going on within the team. And I think I should be playing. Kind of that stuff doesn't work. Um, that stuff's not okay in a program that I'm going to be a part of. And so it, it's got to go. And until it goes, I just told them, and I was really. really really honest I'm an honest coach until that stuff's out you won't beat a good team you won't beat one of the better teams until that stuff that that stuff creeps into the locker room doesn't work and so we got to we got to deal with that before we even get better at the basketball stuff mentioned just tonight it's one of these learning games for a team like this so I guess when you as you go forward what's maybe the biggest lesson you want to take from this game yeah I I mean I think when things go good we're really good when things are tough we sometimes I'm a big believer in hard things aren't bad. Hard things and adversity is good to, if you approach it right. And right now, we're not approaching – when things go bad, we don't approach it right. And so, we're working through that. We're working through that. Um, I, I told them, we, we have a month to, to improve in these areas. And let's see how we do again get, when we get a chance to play them again. Uh, we will improve. There's no question. That's just what, what we do.
0: Noahs now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista in studio with us. Before I give you my thoughts, what are your thoughts on uh, on Brian Holsinger? Because some of that seems spot on, but some of it also maybe too revealing. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Well, I do give all first-year coaches a pass of the sure. Big guy because now I've been doing this long enough to know that I'm dealing with a lot of different coaches that sure. come in their first year. And let's face it, Montana has had three different coaching staffs, Coulter, and that's no excuse. It's just different leadership styles. Sure. And I think if there's anything there, the Lady Grizz are having to adjust to that, that Coach Hall Singer is the is here. This is his style, and he's going to overlay that on this program. Um, I I'm not sure if I love the term baby steps. I think sure. that's a hard one to to wrap your head around. Um, but you know, it is what it is.
0: What should the realistic expectation of Montana be?
2: I would think being a former Lady Grizz, if you're going to ask me that as a former Lady Grizz, Coulter, or as a um, analyst for the Big Sky Conference, so those are two different hats. Well,
0: see, and I think that the, the the answer can be somewhere toward the middle of that, though. Here's my thought, and and I know that I, I am uh, probably more steadfast and probably more hard about this than uh, probably anybody out there that's talking Grizz or Bobcat sports. I think there's absolutely no excuse, period, any scenario, any circumstance for Montana and Montana State to not be among the top three teams in the league in men's, women's basketball, and football every single year, period. I think there's no more analysis that goes into it than that. You have superior resources, superior fan bases. There is no other excuse. And I think that both should be top three all the way. And, uh, you know, the other thing that's been striking about this Lady Grizz program to me, though, is that there's a variety of issues that go into a program. Falling from a pedestal atop a league, especially when you have such great success for so long like Montana did. An erosion of talent, particularly the top end of the roster, is not the issue for the Lady Grizz. You see that right now. They have four of the best players in the league. And so I do think that it is a lot of mentality. I think there's a lot of work to be done in terms of honing this team's mentality. But it is interesting just to hear baby steps, we're just not used to that with a program that's you know got 21 Big Sky Conference titles hanging from the rafters.
2: Well, and let's look at it this way, is that it's inconsistency. Sure. So they've struggled with being able to put four quarters of basketball together. Even when they win. Even when they win. Right. There are ups and downs, and I think that looking at this Southern Utah game, which I know we're going to get into in more detail, but yep. watching other players step up from, from the bench and have some great minutes and good points, contributing uh, at when there is foul trouble, when Carmen G. Feller, Abby Anderson, and Sophia Styles are in foul trouble. That's a good sign for Coach Hulsinger's squad.
0: And then but then to lose a home to Idaho State, which again, within the scope of this specific season, is not any loss that's just a detrimental or a derailing one. It is probably a predicted one. I mean, Idaho State is very, very good, and Seton Soboleski's done a great job of building that program up. But then Montana goes on the road on Monday, and they get a big win over Southern Utah, even though Carmen G. Feller and Sophia Styles both battled foul trouble in that game, and a couple unlikely Subject step, stepped up and led the way, but honestly, all things considered, to have that bounce back wins, especially given the schedule, that might be the biggest win of the year for the Lady Grizz.
2: Well, for sure, and without Sammy Fatkin as well, with a high ankle sprain. So uh, Katerina Ch- Chineke had to step in and start, and she had a phenomenal game. Great game. Uh, you can't even didn't even see her skip a beat out there. 14 points and she did a really nice job running the club.
0: Best best game of her Lady Grizz career probably.
2: For sure. And then Kylie Froelich just came off the bench. I mean, I, I don't know how you could do any better. 13 points, 9 rebounds in 20 minutes of play. And she also had 3 assists. Yep. Did you watch that game, Coulter? I it, did, it was, a little bit.
0: I was at the men's Grizz game, but I was... You and I are always
2: watching yeah, multiple games. Yeah. But I, what I also liked is her connection with Danny Barch. I yep. thought that was... She had three assists so i thought those two and this is where it's promising we always talk about abby anderson and carmen g feller sure. there you have to talk about them they're staples they're big sky leaders but you have kylie Frolik and danny Barsh that are the backups to those two that are battling day in and day out at practice yes okay so they're developing some chemistry right because sure. they're number twos and i thought that was really neat to see both of them come in and you could just see that chemistry and those two players could probably start anywhere else in the big sky down low. If you take a look at that, they're that good. And yet I think that's a nice problem for Montana to have.
0: No question. I, I Kylie kind of frolick uh, a great testament to her for sticking it out. Cause she did, she was wavering on whether to stick around or not. And then she ended up staying around and now getting rewarded. Definitely one of the better bench players in the league so far. And Danny Barsh, I, I think Danny Barsh's upside is ridiculous. I, I think that she has unbelievable upside. She's so, so raw. She has uh little polish right now but her athleticism i mean she's as athletic as you're gonna get for a girl of her height in this league
2: and i see her do things she'll pause she'll give me the freshman pause which i'll sure. see it out there and just i, I just want to tell her take it to the hole go put the ball on the floor i mean she's that type of versatile player oh yeah that i think you know she rebounds she has a great knack for the ball those are hard things to teach Offensive rebounds and rebounding position as she's there, um, possession in and possession out. And I, I look for really good things from her in the future.
0: Uh, just the next in the long line of Gatorade Players of the Year playing for the Montana Lady Grizz. Round the Big Sky Women's Hoops of Chris Redpath, presented this week by Laird and Cowley Attorneys at Law. At Laird and Cowley, in line with their principles of professionalism and excellence, they take a team approach to all of their cases. Clients benefit from their collaboration and collective analysis. As a result, they are ready, willing, and able to handle all cases, regardless of size and nature. At the head of this team is Corey Laird. Corey is rated AV preeminent by Martindale Hubble's Peer Review Rating Service. Corey is also recognized as a super lawyer by the Mountain States Super Lawyers. Only the top 5% of each state's attorneys are selected by the super lawyers. Corey was also recognized as a rising star by that same organization. You can check out... Laird and Cali online at LairdCali.com or 406-541-7400. More around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, including an update on the league standings, plus a look at tonight's games. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the Advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the Advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate.
3: ESPN Missoula Sports Center hoops at both the high school and college levels take center stage this weekend throughout the state of Montana as a full slate of Big Sky Conference action and a cross showdown at Dahlberg Arena highlight the next few days. Hello, I am Coulter nuanes In Missoula tonight, the Montana men's basketball team will look to parlay the momentum from Monday's 78-67 win over Southern Utah against an upstart Northern Arizona team that hasn't won in Missoula in several years. The Grizz were swept on the road last weekend, losing at Weber State and Idaho State, but bounced back with a victory over the previously league lead Thunderbirds Monday to sit at 9-4 and four in conference play. Northern Arizona comes to town with a 4-8 and eight conference record. In Bozeman, the Montana State men have won 9 in a row and 14 of their last 15 to sit at 10-2 and two in league play and 19-5 and five overall. The best start by the Bobcats in more than 20 years. MSU hosts Portland State, one of the hottest teams in the Big Sky Conference. The Vikings have won 4 straight and sit at 6-7 and seven in league play. On the women's side, Montana is at Northern Arizona. The Lady Grizz are coming off a 69-64 win at first place Southern Utah to move to 7-4 in league, while NAU sit at 7-5 in conference play. MSU's women take an eight-game winning streak to Southern Utah. They were supposed to play at Portland State, but the Vikings had to postpone all their games this weekend because of COVID protocols. And finally, Friday night in Missoula at Dahlberg Arena, the battle for the Golden Goat as a doubleheader between Sentinel and Hellgate plays out in boys and girls basketball. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
0: they come back this summer that was the greatest return that we had was just the return of concerts especially at the kettle house amphitheater if you've never been out there i i don't care if you don't like concerts i don't know how you couldn't not like concerts by the way but i do know a few people out there that are you know weary of whatever but one of the greatest places to watch a montana sunset in the state of montana is at the kettle house amphitheater so even if you're not into the live music which i can't imagine you're listening to the radio and you're not but Go out there, check it out. Modest Mouse for you here on a Thursday. Hope you're having a great week. All Big Sky hoops all the time here on Nuanas Now. As we march through around the Big Sky in women's hoops, the Crystal Redpath, our Big Sky Conference insider. And before we get back into ch- take a look at the uh, conference standings in the Big Sky Conference, Chris, I know that uh, we talked about this off-air, so I know you haven't been tracking as much because you have a lot going on. You're coaching uh, an eighth-grade team. How they doing?
2: They're doing well. I mean, this, it's kind of surreal that this is it for coaching in eighth grade. I'm obviously right, because now they're off to high I'm school. I'm seeing Ryan Dick, so right. I'm the assistant coach. Former
0: great Ryan Dick.
2: Yes, we had this group together since second grade. So now we're turning them over. We had high school orientation last night, went to Hellgate. It was awesome. We're turning them all over to Hellgate at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's been fun.
0: It's so interesting, too. Uh, I was talking to Danny Sprinkle about this, Montana State men's basketball coach, and he was talking about – actually, he said this on the show yesterday. He was talking about – uh, his sort of key word for, for his group, and that's Ubuntu. And it's a, it stems from Doc Rivers coaching your Boston Celtics, but it, it basically translates, it's, it's an African term that translates into my success is your success. But Sprinkle talked about how hard it is to cultivate chemistry in the modern age, particularly the last couple of years with all of the isolation rules and all this sort of thing. And uh, we were just remembering and reminiscing about our time playing sports growing up in Montana because that's something that's so unique. In a a town like Missoula, like I went to the school with the same kids from when I was in kindergarten on. So there's no like bonding that's needed for us to get to know each other by the time we're juniors and seniors in high school. I know everything about this person, you know what I mean? These guys are like my brothers and it's totally different at the college level. But I think it's very cool that those kids are getting the opportunity to sort of do that together and now – Hopefully now go make make their mark at Hellgate High School
2: for sure. And I think you nailed it, their culture that everything and even to allude to Danny Sprinkle's point is everything scripted. Right. With with all this AAU and travel. Sure. Um, but this group of kids is all neighborhood kids, so right. they've, been, they've been going to school together since kindergarten. So you hope that some of that uh, we you get an experience of what it used to be like, uh, and we hope that we can push that into Hellgate.
1: North
0: yeah, no doubt. State champs. No doubt about it. Well, <laughs> on the high school hoops scene. This is uh, boys basketball, we're talking quickly here, but uh, incredible the last couple of weeks, monitoring a couple of these small schools from the reservation towns. Grass and Lame Deer are becoming like must-watch television. I'm like on Twitter every time I know either one is playing, and they've played each other in the span twice in the span of eight days. So here's just the breakdown quickly. Damon Grovant, who is the longtime star for Grass, he's led Lodgegrass to two straight Class B championships already. He has what many people thought was the unbreakable career scoring record at Lodgegrass set by the one and only Elvis Oldbull, one of the great native basketball players ever in the history of the state of Montana, who is also Grovant's uncle. Grovant has that uh, scoring mark in his sights. He needs 34 points against Huntley Project. Well, he goes out and drops 71, blows the thing out of the water. Then, later that week, he's got a chance to hit 2,000, against Lame Deer, who's one of the best teams in Class B as well. They play in the Billings Metra in front of an almost sellout crowd. It comes down the wire. Gravatt goes over 2,000, and Lodgegrass wins. Well, then Journey Emerson, the star for Lame Deer, goes out just a couple days after that, and he goes and drops 82. It's like Kobe Bryant numbers. I can't believe you could even possibly score 82 points in a 32-minute high school basketball game. But Journey Emerson steals the record back from Gravatt. Then these two teams have another matchup at the billings Metro, and I'm not exaggerating. There's like as many people at these games as there are at Grizz basketball games. I believe it. It's so cool to see for high school sports. And uh, then in a crazy haphazard back and forth for the last 90 seconds of that game, Finally, a steal at the end. Lame deer goes down and gets a layup, and they snap Lodgegrass's 20-game winning streak. So uh, very, very fun to watch, very cool. And uh, you got to love it when the uh, the Class B and Class C stars kind of take the spotlight in Montana. Well,
2: we sure had uh, plenty of the Class C stars play for the Lady Grizz as well, so I have a lot of respect for the smaller schools. For
0: sure. La- last question on this note. You are a Montana native. You grew up in Great Falls. Do you have any particular high school players that you remember from over the years, either that you looked up to when you were young or that you played with or that you followed since? your your playing career was over.
2: Well, I always looked up to all the boys that I played with because sure. I played during an era where Great Falls High basketball for the boys was really phenomenal. Totally. So if you th- take a look back at like Trent Hykus, who was just a little bit older than me, Mike Warhing, Jeremy Smith, Tim sure. Heron, Dallas Neal, sure. these are all names of players that I went to school with. And
0: several of those guys came on to play for the for the Grizz. Yes,
2: and so there was I, also
0: Scott Hatler, probably a couple years yes, ahead of Scott you, was a great and Hall of Fame point guard for Montana State as well.
2: And his dad was my um, high school coach. Um, before Kathleen Howard came in. I was ironically coached by two of the best Bobcat names out there. Totally.
0: Kathleen that. Howard, formerly Kathleen McLaughlin, who is, yes. I believe, still the all-time league scorer of Montana she State. Is.
2: Yes. So it's very interesting that I had already committed to the Lady Grizz. I was all Lady Grizz. But just taking a look at that, I really looked up to a lot of boys, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're, you know, women's basketball was just coming on. I'd always looked up to some of the Lady Grizz as a young sure. player, and I've talked about those players, Lisa McLeod, Ann Lake, Shannon sure. Twain. There's just a lot of them, Shannon Kate. Um, but really, um, some other ones that I thought were pretty good, Sam Fless, um, mm. Cass Bauer. Yeah, so Cass those Bauer, were a few great. were that I looked up to when I was younger.
0: Speaking of Ann Lake, this was very cool. Uh, this uh, happened uh, during the Crosstown game between Big Sky and Sentinel a couple nights ago. But Ann Lake is a Big Sky alum. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if this was an updated version of it or if they just never got around to having it, but there was never a Gatorade Player of the Year banner for her hanging at Big Sky And so they gave her one the other night. So I thought that was awesome. She had a picture that she posted on Facebook, but, you know, it only took them 35 years. (laughs) Only a little late, but still better late than never. Very cool for her.
2: Very cool that she had such a stellar career for Big Sky and then plays for the Lady Grizz and was part of probably the best era in Lady Grizz basketball. We were ranked 17th and 18th in the nation all through her years.
0: And, And that's one thing, too, about the local hoop scene. We get we over blue in the face, but all this open enrollment stuff—I'm not going to waste anybody's time with that at this exact moment. Although it is something worth talking about uh, at the right time, but Big Sky fell on hard times when it came to hoops, particularly in girls hoops, and the hard times sort of overshadow what has been tremendous tradition at Big Sky. The Billings Gazette and, and 406MTSports.com over the holiday, over the Christmas holiday, released the 50 greatest women's basketball players or girls' basketball players, whichever way you want to look at it, for between the high school and college ranks in Montana history. And a whole handful of those players were from Big Sky, whether it's the Tinkle Sisters, Jocelyn and Ellie, or Kelly Pilcher, or um, Ann Lake, or... Trish Deuce. Trish Deuce, or Marty Labiguth. I mean, we're talking Trish like... Olson. Trish Olsen. Trish right. I mean, we're talking one-seventh of the players on this list were Big Sky. So I'm happy that Big Sky is back competitive and that Tyler Hobbs are running that program because there's a ton of tradition at Big Sky. Noah is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about the Big Sky standings and a couple of the games around the league, including the games involving the Montana schools. Right for this, keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio.
1: This Is New one is now on 102.9 or ESPN radio, Missoula. The nation,
3: nation, all the world is coming together. These problems that we see them make somehow we can work it. I asked my neighbor for her favor, she said later. What has come on, all the people have been lost, not a quiet subject.
1: I have to find my business. No one seems to live.
0: If Twitter would have been around. In 1992, the music video for this song would have certainly broken the Internet. you got Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan in the same music video. I don't know how you can do much better than that. Welcome back. is Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. It's a Thursday, so that means we are rolling through Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops of Krista Redpath, which is presented this week by Laird Cowley Attorneys at Law. And Krista, I know that you know Corey Laird. Very well. So t- tell us the story of, of sort of his background because it's a good one. It's a good Montana origin story.
2: Well, Corey Laird grew up on a wheat farm in north central Montana. So
0: I think I mean, all the best people grew up on wheat I, farms somewhere in north central Montana, right? I've never been to the Highline and had a bad time. Every person I've ever met is awesome.
2: His parents, John Arita, they're just incredible. <laughs> sister and brother. I think that he learned the importance of hard work and accountability because I think that's what farming does teach you.
0: Totally. And I think it translates into success in life. We see it in sports and otherwise for people that grow up with those agricultural backgrounds, for sure. Corey and his partner, Jane Cowley, who has been consistently selected by her peers for her inclusion in the Best Lawyers in American Women in Law and Family Editions, along with two associates, Tyler Smith and Lindsay and you are ready to serve all your legal needs. Visit lairdcalley.com or call 406 541 7400 to learn more. Let's talk quickly about the standings before we talk about some of the games tonight, Krista. Here we are now with a month left until the Big Sky Tournament in Boise, and Montana State sits so alone atop the Big Sky standings. Idaho State, a, a game behind in the lost column, and Southern Utah, a full game behind at nine and three and third. The Lady Grizz alone in fourth at seven and four. Then you have Sac State and Northern Arizona tied at fifth at seven and five. Just your impressions of the big sky standings with a month to go.
2: Well, I think it's, everyone's in a, in a fight right now for those top five seeds. And I think that's been a challenging part of these COVID protocols is just rescheduling these games and making sure that all teams play each other for it to be fair for the seeding. But the top five, and I think there are six teams that are really fighting for that. We've seen Montana State emerge as the leader. However, Idaho State, you just can't rule them out. They're, they're number two and a very solid number two. Southern Utah has had some bumps and stumbles, uh, but Montana, Sac State, and NAU right yep. there. And I think that's also something we need to talk about. You know, Sac State, they've won seven of their last eight. Uh, They're uh, arguably one of the hottest teams in the big sky outside of Montana State.
0: They absolutely are. And that's why tonight's game in Greeley is a big one. Northern Colorado is sort of an enigma right now. They've been playing great defensively. They have had ups and downs offensively. But in Chris Amadio's first season, they are sitting there at 5-7 and in league play with Sac State coming to town. If Northern Colorado was to be able to, to spring one here, that would put them in the conversation, maybe fighting for one of those uh, the fourth or fifth spots as well, right?
2: Well, right in Portland State, you know, just back on the seventh. I mean, they they put up, uh, you know, ninety three points. Sure. So they had five players in double figures. I was really impressed with Eisenbart, um, Kirsten Harden. She had ten points, ten rebounds, double double double. And also Alexis Chapman came off the bench, and so those weren't their normal actual starters. And Hannah Semetel, um, that usually is their leading scorer. So I thought there has been some glimpses of. Northern Colorado, and some good games that they've been in, Coulter. And so they are one of those teams that could uh, make an impact in Boise.
0: Other games around the league tonight include Eastern Washington at Weber State and Idaho at Idaho State. So last question for you then here on the standings, which team right now that's not in sort of that dogfight for the top six could make some noise in Boise?
2: I think Weaver State proved to us right out of the holiday shoot. They beat both the Montana schools. I think that they have a solid roster. You and I watched them. I mean
0: Weaver State is their missing ingredient is not talent. That after seeing them last week, they have great talent. They have several elite players in this league and uh, I actually think they have an X factor in the league. I think if e- Emma Torbert she she sort of uh, it's variable how much of an impact she can have she's always going to have an impact but she can take over a game and i think that's an x factor for weber i agree i think they're a dangerous team
2: she can shoot the ball darren hickok athletic can, yep. can is great off the dribble um also has a nice pull-up jumper Jaden matthews i mean there are a few players for weber state that i think could really um play some good basketball in boise but i also look at idaho you yes. just cannot rule out coach Newley. Nope. Uh, Beyonce B. became a 1,000-point scorer as a junior for Idaho. That was really exciting to see. And Louise Forsythe is also giving them really good points. And, And I think that for them, it's been consistency. And having these shooters come on, and Coach Newley likes that big offensive tempo, upbeat, shoot the ball. And I think that they could be a team that historically does well in the neutral tournament site environment.
0: Almost always, John Newley has more neutral site tournament experience under his belt than anyone else in the league because he's in his 14th year at Idaho. But Idaho was in the whack for about half of that time, so he was doing these things for several years before the Big Sky ever moved to a neutral site. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath, presented this week by Laird Cowley Attorneys at Law. Okay, let's talk about tonight's games. First, Lady Grizz in Flagstaff against Northern Arizona. The Lady Grizz beat NAU sixty six to sixty in Missoula about a month ago. What's your read? What's your beat on this game?
2: Boy, I just really broke down NAU and tried to take a look at, you know, they have so many weapons. I just love the way Kyrika Rashid plays. And Nina Radford, Lauren Orndoff, the Moran sisters. Uh you also have um, Skank, who is the second leading assist leader in the big sky, so I think that they have so many weapons. They've struggled with consistency. They've had issues where they have dropped both games against the Montana schools, then they go out and beat Eastern Washington, Portland State, and then they lose two. They drop two to Northern Colorado and Sac State, so it seems like they go in twos. They win a couple, lose a couple, so if you're Coach Payne, I think that you are looking for consistency, you're looking for home court advantage, you're wanting to come out and really put shots up and get some points on the board and really run Montana ragged. I think that's going to be what they're going to try to do.
0: It's a huge game for Montana, right? I mean, Montana needs to affirm themselves as a true team in that top four, not continue to be sort of in that dogfight in the middle of the league, right?
2: Well, I think also the looking at the game schedule, and everyone has it. Everyone's got their tough schedules right now, but sure. Montana has quite a haul, and I think it might have been a little bit of a saving grace for Portland State to go on COVID protocol so they can be home again on Saturday. Yep. Um, so they can go all out knowing they're not going to have a Saturday game again on Monday. Right,
0: because the Lady Grizz were supposed to be on a four-games-in-eight-days yes. road trip in four different states. So right. that now at least after tonight, they'll get to come home, regroup. I actually don't... From my personal perspective, I don't know if that's better, but I'm, I'm disregarding the school and, you know, just life routine of it. I would rather just stay on the road till you come home. But from an athlete perspective, though, it is an advantage for Montana to not have to stay on the road for that long.
2: Well, nine games. They have nine games left before the tournament. Yeah. So I think for, for now you're making the turn. You're in the lateral part of the second half of season, and all of these games matter. You have to have cohesiveness and team play, and you have to make shots in the second turn of conference play.
0: We're on the big scan. Women's hoops. With Chris Redpath, this week, presented by Laird Cowley Attorneys at Law. Laird Cowley, professionalism and excellence are the guiding principles. The attorneys at law know clients deserve their best every single day, and the firm makes sure that they get it with each and every case. To find out more about how they can help you, whether it's commercial litigation, real estate litigation, construction litigation, personal injury, employment law, or family law, you can visit LairdandCowley.com or 406-541-7400. That's 541-7400. And that brings us then to the game of the week this week at the Big Sky Conference. We have been uh, debating Southern Utah uh, as... Southern Utah is good, but we've been debating them as a true contender for the conference title. Uh, That resume was... um, Improved until Monday, and then the Lady Grizz uh, definitely made it. I I don't want to say... It was a big win by the Lady Grizz on Monday, but this also then brings a huge game for Southern Utah, which maybe they didn't expect a couple days ago before this thing landed on the schedule with the hottest team in the league coming to town. So on both sides, this is a big game. Bobcats riding an eight-game winning streak. Southern Utah trying to bounce back from Monday's loss in Cedar City to the Lady Grizz.
2: Well, when you take a look at Southern Utah's roster, they're a load they're a load coulter. I think Lizzie Williamson down low, 6'5", yep. sophomore. She's the Utah State transfer. I really like the way Dari Dotson played, who's our former Player of the Week for the Big Sky. Uh, Sharon Doherty, solid guard. We've talked about her all season. She is just tough, 5'10". And then Sam Johnston, who's a six-foot sophomore, and I think she brings quite a bit of depth to this team yep. and gives them uh, a look on both ends of the floor that I've been impressed with, and then De La Bellina also. So I think when you look at their roster across the board, I think Southern Utah has multiple weapons. Yep. Um, they're not as deep. As Montana State, Yep. and so I think you're going to need to rely on your depth as you have more games and you're playing multiple games and you're on the road, uh, but it'll be interesting to see who, who makes shots tonight. One
0: well, of the most interesting storylines for the Bobcats is this this stretch of so many games in so many days. Trisha Binford sort of joked about it following beating Montana in the rivalry game in what was a fourth win in seven days. Well, they've doubled that winning streak in about the same amount of time, but she said... Maybe I should just treat my team like pros in the way that we practice or lack thereof because we didn't prepare at all for this Lady Grizz game other than film and a walkthrough. We didn't have any practice, and they played as loose as we played all year. That has been what's been the defining factor during this winning streak. Montana well, uh, State's keeping it as simple as anybody in the league, and that's what makes them so fun to watch.
2: Well, and I think that that's a credit to Coach Binford, right, and and her knowledge and being in the conference for as long as she has. They do have a couple nice five-day breaks. I was looking at their schedule, Coulter. They have a nice five-day break after NAU before they play Eastern and then another one right before, towards the end of February. So those are, you've got to take advantage of those times to just get your kids healthy and make sure that you're resting. And at this point, as these teams make the turn, they're not seeing anything that they haven't seen before. So in preparation, it's not as much, and last year was such a weird year where they played the same team right. <laughs> twice, right totally. in a row. Totally. Um, this year, I feel like scouts are out without injuries and things like that happening. Some minor changes with lineups. But for the most part, there are no secrets left in the Big Sky.
1: This
0: has been Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath. We do this the first hour of every Thursday show. Appreciate you being here this week. Presented by Laird Cowley, Attorneys at Law. Laird Kelly handles matters of all kinds, insurance litigation, commercial litigation, real estate construction and personal injury litigation, employee law and family law, just to name a few. You can visit their website at LairdCowley.com or call 406-541-7400 to learn more. Krista, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you, Coulter.
0: is now ESPN Radio. How about some Olympics and Super Bowl advertising and broadcasting? The world is rapidly changing. So is our consumption habits. Justin Angle will break down the business behind it all. Plus, we'll look at the Big Sky Conference men's games. Montana State, red hot. Portland State, red hot. They scored off in Bozeman tonight. Northern Arizona in Missoula. We're from Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, as well as some of my thoughts on the MSU men as well. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you. If you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident... For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate.